When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And we are live. You might have saw the poster earlier today. Our friend, the PA voice of the Ottawa Senators, John Trottier, sitting down with us to talk about the Battle of Ontario for this season and a bunch of other things, of course, surrounding the Senators. John, how's it going? Good, man. How are you? Well, you know, living the hockey dream, having all kinds of fun today. (laughs) Big day. Oh, it was a fun day, man. I was on TV today. That was crazy. Talking some maple leafs. We're kicking ours and going taking some names. So (laughs) I want to ask you right out of the gate, the Ottawa Senators sale finally closes. And now they belong to Michael Andlauer and co. What are your thoughts? How do you feel about it? What what is the vibe now around Ottawa? Is it like feeling good? Footloose, fancy free. Yeah, I think it's a <clears throat> it's a great vibe around the city. People are excited. I think uh, Mr. Adler brings a lot uh, to the table, both on his experience in uh, in hockey. You know, owned a portion of the Habs and owns uh, the uh, I guess right now the Brantford Bulldogs temporarily. Um, and I think just just his my overall impressions of him is, is amazing. His his press conference was great. It really got me fired up for the season. And I think the the vibe around the city is pretty high. And uh, I think he's going to do good things for the team. Well, it's good to hear those things coming. You know, Ottawa for a while was not a team that was spending. It was more getting rid of players and trying to keep it cost effective. So now it seems like those days are gone. You look at some of the deals that are doled out. Um, What are your initial thoughts? I mean, looking at this team in camp, obviously the guys are flying. You know, we'll talk about what they did to my Leafs here in a little bit, but it seems like there is a breath of fresh air around these guys, and they're flying around the ice, man. They're loving it. It looks like Ottawa, Ottawa might be the the new destination to go to. Yeah, I think it's a it's a great start to training camp, a great start to the preseason. Um, we were texting. I think I said, uh, you know, a win against the Leafs is a win against the Leafs preseason or not. Back to back win against the Leafs is a back to back win against the Leafs. That's a chef's right there. <laughs> so I think it was a pretty good start to the uh, the preseason. You know, a tough loss last night, but I think considering the roster that we brought over to Montreal, I think we we really fared well. Um, the boys have been entertaining to watch. Uh, they're flying out there. You know, I think the chemistry is building right off the bat with our with our you know top two lines, and 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 it's just it's it's really fun to watch. Before we get into the new guys like Tarasenko and Kubalik, I want to ask you, for as a young guy perspective, who's catching your eye right now that was someone maybe that was not on your radar, but maybe Sens fans are quickly getting excited about? Oh, there's, there's... On the spot. 
there's a lot of players that have been standing out. You know, Tyler Clevin, I think, is, is going to be a future NHLer uh, on the back end. Um, you know, you mentioned Kubalik, but, you know, if I say young guys, I guess he doesn't maybe doesn't count as a young guy, but as a guy coming on the roster, he's he certainly really caught everybody's eye in the preseason. Um, you know, the younger guys, you know, T- Timmy Stutzel is a young guy, not a prospect, but he's, yeah. he's really stepping up. Um, you know, I, I arguably, maybe it's a hot take, but he's a top 10 player in the league right now. He's just, he's on fire. And, uh, I think, I think it's, he's going to be great for years to come. <laughs> but, I, you know, I, I think everybody's excited. Man. Brady, uh-huh. Brady, Jake Sanderson coming in on the new deal. He's, he's been, he's, he's been on fire. Um, you know, Mad Sogard, a young goalie, he played really well the other night. Um, it's just, it's an exciting time to be a sense fan, I think. Well, I think things are starting to click. And you talk about Stutzla, I'll agree with you. I maybe say top 15 talent right now. And I think this year he'll grow into a top 10 talent. It's just another year under his belt. And obviously putting up 90 points is not a slouchy thing to do. So I look at him and say another year of growth definitely sure. can put him in that category. But what he did to the Leafs torching them with those beautiful, beautiful goals. I'll call them beautiful. The shot. I told shot. you, I said, oh, the <laughs> shot. The Timmy's yeah. too shot, man. Yeah. It was just something, wow. But um, I, I look at the Ottawa Senators, and I mean, it's hard not to be excited for Sens fans because of what's there and what is coming and the way that they've got things locked up, looking to get Pinto, you know, all those guys. You want everything done. And they did what they needed to do. Um, what is your first thoughts? Because another guy that came over was Vladimir Tarasenko, a guy that can put the puck in the net. And if he's motivated and healthy, that is a very lethal option for the Ottawa Senators. What are your first thoughts here of Tarasenko? I love it. I was, uh, you know, just as a fan of, of, of hockey, I was excited. You know, Vladimir Tarasenko is, is, is Vladimir Tarasenko. I think anybody would, be, would want them on their team. Uh, and and just the impact that he's made, you know, just just Brady and these guys that grew up idolizing uh, Tarasenko, and now they're playing with him. That's just another, just gets another spark um, to ignite the guys. And I think he's fit well. He's fit well so far, and I think um, his, his skill set just going to come help the team. Now the other one was DeBrincat, obviously a guy that Ottawa Senators fans really wanted to see stick around. Looked like he was going to be like a premier talent for this team. Goes to Detroit. Kubli comes back. The package there. What did you think of the trade? And really, what did you think of Debrinkat kind of wanting out of Ottawa? When it seems, <clears throat> as we're looking at right now, Ottawa was on this upswing that you would want to be a part of as a player. You know what? You can't force anybody to want to be part of the team. And if you didn't want to be part of the team, you know, I think we made the trade. We had to make the trade, but I think we really got a good return. And like I said earlier, Kubalik's been really impressive so far. Uh, if he can put up go- like his numbers that he had in Chicago, I think we're gonna we're gonna be on the right track. But I think, uh, you know, Timmy said it best: we want people that want to play in Ottawa. Uh, we want to be. We want people on the team that are gonna. And they're going to commit to the team. Look at the young core that signed on long term. We have the great pieces around it, and uh, I think if the chemistry is there, the guys are going to be playing together. If you didn't want to be there, you didn't want to be there. Of course, it's a loss, but you know, I think it could be a gain on the other hand. If you didn't want, if his heart wasn't there, then we want guys that their hearts are there. And like I said, I think Kubalik is going to be a great addition to the team. No, he looks fired up and ready to go. And you're right. If you 
got guys on your team that really are unhappy there or don't really want to play there or have their heart set somewhere else to play when they're done, you know, basically their tour of duty, so to speak, you know, then get them out the door, get something back in return and move on. And which is what the senators did and move on this summer. I mean, they brought in a lot of pieces to make this work. And I look at the goaltending. That was something we talked about a lot last year. You know, Forsberg going down with the injuries on the knees uh, was not a good thing. But then you look at the fact they go and get Jonas Corposalo, a guy that if he's on and dialed in, which he's mm-hmm. he can go on tear, as we've seen it with Columbus. You know, obviously L.A. traded for him for a reason. So I look for him and say, okay, this guy can do some damage. What do you think of the Ottawa Senators' net this season? Are you more confident than you were, per se, when Matt Murray was traded there, Cam Talbot? It's it seems to be some projects yeah. along the way, and maybe yeah, third times the charm. It's tough to say, you know. Like uh, Matt Matt Murray was traded; he he's a Stanley Cup champion. Cam Talbot was traded to us. We picked right. We we picked up Cam Talbot. He's a you know he's an all star. You can never really predict, and I think Corpusalo is an amazing goalie. But and, and of course, my confidence is is high. I think we have a really good goaltending tandem. I wouldn't even say. I don't even know if we have a one and two. I think we have a one A and a one B. Um, you know, Forsberg has been has been super reliable and super dependable behind the net when he's healthy. Uh, Corpusalo is just as good of a goalie, and like I, I think people are, are talking all the time. Who's going to start opening night? You know, I don't know who's going to start opening night. Both are great options. Both guys behind the net are, are sorry in front of the net are going to be studs for us i think and if they can stay healthy then i think we're gonna have a pretty dangerous tandem we have two really reliable goalies and i think you roll with a guy who's hot um we have an amazing defense now our top four is is another hot take might be the really you know top 10 top four in the league if if you want to kind of classify it that way um so having obviously good defense is going to help out the goaltending facing less shots and whatnot so i'm fairly confident in our goalies and even if, if, if an unfortunate situation that one of those guys go down, we have Matt Sogard, who's a phone call away. And I think even he's he's a guy that I would I wouldn't wouldn't mind in that any day. No. So, you know, three three goalies on our team that are that are amazing goalies. So I think we're looking good by it in front of the net, sorry. Yeah, no, it's it's a different situation than years past, obviously, with the uncertainty hanging over the net situation. Now you have three options you can turn to. I want to see Jonas Corposal run with it, but I really want to see Forsberg come back and and dominate the net again and really maybe take a stranglehold on it. But yeah. I mean, you, he played really well in the preseason in that game he did the other day. So he looked really good. And the thing the thing is, he's bounding, rebounding back for that injury as well. So that should help him as he goes get healthy, get rolling, get games in. But you sign Jonas Corposal to the big ticket kind of deal, which means probably he's going to get more of the lion's share as long as he's healthy and rolling, of course. I would say, you know, dollars dictate the play probably on that one. But you never know. If the hot hand is rolling, you roll with the hot hand. The Leafs did it and everybody's done it. So, hello, Jack Campbell, when he was uh, underneath Freddie Anderson. So, we've seen it here too. But speaking of doling out some money, the Ottawa Senators paying Sanderson before it became, you know, a big ticket thing like the Leafs had to do with Marner and Matthews and Nylander. They got ahead of it. They're paying for a guy before he becomes 100% the guy. And this preseason, he's looking every bit of what that guy is going to be. Jake Sanderson, 
Jake Sanderson is Jake Sanderson. I don't even know if you need to say he's the guy or not. I mean, he is the guy. A couple of years from now, Jake Sanderson will be exactly that. Jake Sanderson. People will be talking about him. It'll be a household name. He's he's a he's a superstar. And to lock in a guy like that long term and show his commitment to the team, I think, you know, it's an amazing it's an amazing it's an amazing opportunity for the team, and it's it's it's, a, it's great to have a player of that caliber on our back end for many years to come. Now, many people like myself, we we understand why the Senators did it, and we can, like I said, I can point to examples of why you should do that with a guy that you expect to be a bona fide, you know, probably number one, number two defenseman for this team down the road. You know, when the Chickens and Chabots and everyone kind of move her into the twilight years, he's going to be the guy to come up next and kind of solidify the defense. But there's a lot of people out there, John, that were blown away by the fact he'd give this guy that kind of money already. And what has he done? And, you know, I want to know from your perspective, you know, I agree with you and I agree with the deal. I think it's great. And I think it's what they need. And we're seeing it this preseason yet again, but what to you solidifies the fact that he should get that contract and why are, a lot of other fan bases fans wrong with that take saying, Hey, they shouldn't have paid him this. Cause I don't listen. I'm not a sense fan, but I agree they should. And they did the right thing, but you know what I'm talking about? It was all out there. Like the sends are out to lunch. You gotta, you know, obviously skeptics will say, Oh, it's a risky deal, but I, and you can argue that it's a risky deal on either side. Um, both parties are, are settled on a fair number which i think which i think is fair you know maybe sanderson could have got paid a bit more if he waited until next year or maybe he wouldn't have or maybe you know with the cap going up more cap space more salary but it's really it's hard to tell you want to lock up your players and you want to give them the term which is a kind of a fair term it's well it's a maximum term fair dollars and i think it could pay off for both for both the team and the player you know with 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 the cap going up we're going to have more money to spend on other players which will only make our team better i think for sanderson his commitment to show you know right off the bat he's willing to commit to 8 years i think shows a lot about the player um, and the team giving him the money well like i said earlier jake sanderson's jake sanderson we yeah, i think the sends are the sends are are betting that he's going to be the player. And I don't even know if you need to bet on it because you, you've seen it just, you've seen how he's played and, and, and the scouting process. Um, they've seen for years that, that he's going to turn into a superstar. Um, so I think it was a no brainer. And a lot of teams are probably more jealous because they wish, they wish that Jake Sanderson was on their team. Well, that and the fact they wish that their team maybe would have done the same thing. You know, you look at Colorado, they did the same thing with Nathan McKinnon before Nathan McKinnon was Nathan McKinnon. They gave him that deal I think it was 6.35 mil, and everyone was like, this kid hasn't done anything. Why are you doing that? And by the end of that deal, it was an absolute steal, and I could see that with Sanderson. You know, with the numbers going up and the cap going up, his contract is going to look like a beauty in a couple of years because yeah. it goes up by 10 the same about Stutzla, right? Yeah, Stutzla, same thing. Same kind of deal for him, and we have two two of our superstar players that are committed long-term to the team on a – I mean, you could call it a team-friendly contract, but I mean, at the same time, it's a it's it's, it's a lot of money. Um, it is on the high end of the spectrum. Um, I do think that it's it's going to work out for both parties. And look, like like Tim Timmy said, the cap goes up. There's going to be more money to sign other players, and the more better players you have on the team, the better your team's going to be. And a lot of these guys, their their goal is to win the cup. Uh, so the more the more space you have, like right now, we're 
we're in a little bit of a jam, which is which is amazing to see. Ottawa spending to the cap, Ottawa trying yeah. to make you know big moves, and we're really trying to put an amazing product on the ice. Um, and it's really it's really encouraging to see, and I think it's firing up the fan base. Before I get to the ad read, how good is it for the feeling seeing these players sign these long term deals? <clears throat> because it wasn't too long ago where you can remember the Mark Stones, the Eric Carlsons, all these bigger name players that were not signing long-term extensions or just weren't getting the dollars from ownership to be signed to those long-term deals and then going elsewhere and signing those types of deals. It has to be a good, not only as, you know, working for the organization, but also as a fan probably of the organization to see these players getting locked up and being here on decent ticket numbers. You know, like you said, the send spending the cap, it's got to be a good feeling around there that this is happening. Yeah, I mean, it shows, like I said, it shows commitment on the player. It shows commitment on ownership. It shows commitment to the city. Look, these guys are going to be here a very long time. You know, fans are going to be wanting to buy Sanderson jerseys, Stutzel jerseys. They're going to want to buy tickets to see these guys play. I think it's just a it's a win-win all around. And, and the, the vibe in the city is there's people that I never really heard care about hockey. I mean, there's somebody that I talked to the other day that said that I, ever cared about, I haven't cared about the Sens in a long time, and now I've been wanting to turn on the TV and watch the team. And I think you're getting a lot of that around the city where people are just becoming more interested in the team because of, I guess, the investment that the team is making in the players or in for the fans. I mean, obviously, if you're paying a lot of money to go to a game, you're expecting a, a pretty good quality product. And I think we're able to deliver that this season with the players that we have on the ice. Um, so I can't say it enough. I think the, the vibe in the city is just, it's crazy. And I think I almost, I feel like I'm repeating myself from when we had this call last year. I, I said the same <laughs> thing that the vibe is, the vibe is high, but I think this year I really mean it that the vibe, the vibe is high. I mean, we had, I think, was it almost 15,000 people at a preseason game last week? Um, and I'm excited to see what the attendance is like tomorrow. If people are really bought in, I think our season ticket base has increased. Our ticket sales have increased. People are just looking to buy tickets. And I think, people are going to want to be at the arena this year. Man, it's it's such a cool thing. And I've always told you, we've talked many, many times now over the years, I like it when both Toronto and Ottawa are in good positions to do good things for the season because it makes the Battle of Ontario that much more juicy. And, you know, it's no longer a nothingness game in November or, you know, a meaningless game in February where if the Leafs lose, oh, well, they lost. You know, Senators fans, go enjoy your day. You know, now it could mean something serious in the standings. And we'll get into our ad read and we'll come back on the other side and talk about some expectations for the Senators here. But we are a part of the Hockey Podcast Network and they are partnered up with DraftKings. And DraftKings is very excited for the NFL to be back. And they're telling new customers you can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw down $5 on any of this week's epic matchups and walk away an instant winner. Football's more fun when you're in on the action. So download the app now. Sign up with the code THPN. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Use the code THPN. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY. Or text Hope NY four six seven three six nine in Connecticut. Help is available for your problem gambling. Call triple eight seven eight nine seven 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 or visit ccp.org. Please play responsibly. 
on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, KS Licensed Partner, Golden Nugget, Lake Charles, LA, 21 plus. Age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football for terms and eligibility, terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. So get out there, use the THPN code for our friends at DraftKings and get in on the action and spend it, you know, talking about the action, the Ottawa Senate. And go Bills. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, my, my wife is a uh, big Chiefs fan, and she likes to say, I was a Chiefs fan before Taylor Swift. She uh, was a Travis Kelsey fan, and now, now she gets to watch Taylor Swift ride off into the sunset <laughs> with Travis Kelsey. But, um, but yeah, I want to know what you – the expectation for the Ottawa Senators this season – in that market right now, with the moves they made, the goaltending, the defense, the young players definitely taking the proper steps, is the expectation playoffs this season? And if they don't make it, does it make the season a bit of a failure? I'm coming in hard with the questions. <laughs> Listen, I, I, this is the Battle of Ontario. It's Mr. Confident over here saying, oh, I know the Leafs are going to make it. It's just what they do in the playoffs. Now I'm asking you, I want to see the Ben get there. And I'll tell you this. I've said this a few times now. I want the Battle of Ontario round one. I want that. I want, I want it. the early 2000s playoff matchup right there. Except going the, the other the way. The Leafs brought in all the guys to make that <laughs> stuff happen. It could be real Donnie Brooks. Oh, man. What are the expectations? I. It depends. Am I speaking on, on – I'm a fan. So I'm going to say I think, I think our expectations are let's make the playoffs. And I think it's time that we do that. I think we have the, the roster to do it. I think we have the team has the confidence to do it. Um, is it a failure if we don't make the playoffs? I, I don't think so because, you know, everyone else has us as a borderline playoff team. And I think we're still, you know, finishing up. I guess the rebuild was over, but we're, we're still trying to put the puzzle pieces together. I think we have the right puzzle pieces. And I think as long as we're playing, you know, and compared to the Blue Jays right now, the Blue Jays, every game right now is a playoff game. And I got the game on in the background and, you know, six nothing lead right now is pretty good. But all these games are, are super meaningful games. And I think the fans, the fans want to see hockey that means something, especially in the, you know, in the, the February, the Marches, the Aprils near the end of the season. Playoff hockey would be would be amazing. I think we're all ready. I think we're all excited. And I think we have the product on the ice. And I personally, I don't think it's a failure if we don't. But I think we just got to keep getting better. If we beat last year's record, then I think that's a success. Um, but again, you know, a lot of teams, it, it, it's tough to tell. Anyone can anyone can make the playoffs. Anyone can make the cup. Look at St. Louis when they won the cup. Everyone counted yeah. them out. Uh, look at Montreal during the COVID season where they came out of nowhere and, and made the cup finals. Um, I think if you get to the dance, then you're, then you're good, but it's getting there. You know, every, every team can look at Tampa Bay with Vasilevsky. You lose your, your number one goalie guys got to step up. You know, we, we could lose you know, big players and in injuries and then it's time for everyone else to, to step up next man up mentality. So I, I don't think you can predict. I think everybody that predicts teams that make the playoffs is, is just, clickbait almost it's like oh these guys are are a top five team well how do you know if a team's a top five team just just you don't <laughs> you don't know until you start playing until you start getting to i would say january but not even because st louis was last <laughs> so 
Well, it's hundred percent. I mean, there's there's been a couple instances. I mean, you've seen teams lock in their spot pretty early. Um, you know, past couple of years, you know, it's been you see it like with Florida or you see it with Boston, you know, they're locked in and then the second place starts to lock in and third place. I, I just for, don't even think that's the case right now. Like you that's what I was about Boston to say for the Atlantic this yeah. year. Yeah. It is it's the most jump ball it's been because with Boston's retirements and the fact they trade away Taylor Hall. And just the the overturn there, it's going to be different. No matter what anyone says, you know, everybody's like, oh, it's still Boston. Their D is still good. Their goaltending is still good. Yeah, but the forward group is different. When you lose the caliber player, Patrice Bergeron, that hurts you. David Krejci, that still yeah. hurts you. Those are two number ones, are your number one, number two center down the middle. Then you go over to Tampa Bay. They've lost all their bottom six depth. Kalorn's gone. The Palats are gone. All these guys are gone now that you see Ross Kozlowski's on the shelf for the next 10 weeks. Eight to Stamkos 10 weeks. is, you know, but they, it's older. Their, their, their core is getting older. You know, I think, I think our division is almost comparable to the AL East of the baseball, where I think, I think anyone, anyone can win this division this year. And I think anyone can make it in the division. I think on every any given night, look Buffalo. Buffalo has improved this year. They're going to be up there. People have, Detroit. you know, people have Buffalo finishing ahead of us, which I find interesting. But, but like I said earlier, it, it's anyone's game. Anyone can finish anywhere. Um, Detroit. Detroit's got a good team. Buffalo. Us. Like it's you name them all, and I think anybody can win. This is going to be a tough division. I think every game this year within the division is going to be super important. I think There's the only no team you can really count on this season being anywhere is uh, the Montreal Canadiens probably finishing last in the Atlantic. Maybe we can. That's hey, one thing I think Montreal, we can say but... is probably the the. But, and I'm not saying that as a hater of Montreal. I just no. I don't see the goaltender. They're they're in the beginning of a rebuild. Yeah, um, they have some pretty good players too, and I think they'll they'll upset some teams. It depends which team shows up, but I'm I'm a firm believer. I don't ever like to predict where people are going to, or where teams are going to end or finish, because it's just not, it's not fair. You can't, uh, anybody can get hot. You can have a goalie that just becomes a brick wall and doesn't let anything Hello, hamburger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, when we won exactly, but making the playoffs that year when hamburger won and won like 20 games, um, it, it's crazy. And, and like I said earlier, Montreal making the cup final, no one had them even making the playoffs and let alone, yeah. and, and it's a door. Like I compared to the AL East, look Baltimore. Nobody thought Baltimore would make it anywhere, and now they're winning the division. So it's it's sports. Sports is great. I think as a sports fan in general, no matter what the sport, it's it's a great it's great. Anything can happen. You can never predict anything, and it's just amazing to watch. No, it's it's the fun part about it, right? I mean, everybody puts out their predictions. Everybody puts out their things, and it is clickbaity. It's it's just to give your opinion, and that's basically what it is. And then you go back in probably three months when the season's about halfway through and you see how right or wrong you are. I mean, we've done that a few times, me and you, and look back and be like, oh, okay, we were out of – I mean, last year, I was doing the Detroit dance saying that they were going to make the playoffs. And I literally made a bet on this show with Pete. And I said, I will do one of those TikTok dances if Detroit doesn't make it. And I had to dance. So, you know, it has to happen. But this year, I don't know. Everybody's so high on the Florida Panthers. I really think that's a team that's going to take a step back, in my opinion. I really do. I, I would. I would agree with you, honestly. I think that I think Florida and Boston are the two teams that are going to take a step back. And I think and, and 
you know what, Tampa Bay as well. They, they, they lost their number one goalie. I mean, Vasilevsky is arguably the best goalie in the world. Uh, losing that goalie is, is that's a huge loss for that team in 10 weeks. You know, he's out, they say eight to 10 weeks, but I mean, he had back surgery. How do you come back from that in eight to well, 10 weeks? Between the years is going to be the thing, right? Like so many guys come back from injuries and it takes them a while to trust their body. Yeah. Is this the same type of back injury that Mark Stone had? Look, you know, it's, it's, we don't know. I mean, nobody's a doctor, but I think, I think Tampa Bay, Boston and Florida are taking a step back. Ottawa, Buffalo and Detroit are taking a step forward. You know, Toronto's Toronto. I, let's They're say Toronto on, Toronto on paper is a, is a good team. What I worry about Toronto, they have, you know, their top players are their top players, but they make all the money and then there's not much after that. So that's where, that's where if your top players perform, then you, you got arguably three or four superstars on a team. But hockey's yeah. a team sport, right? So No, it is. It is. Well, let's talk about that. The Sens take two from the Maple Leafs. Obviously, jubilation in Sens Nation because the DMs and the excitement I got from not talking with you is great because you were on the nice end of things. So many people telling me that the Leafs are done, time to blow it up. The Sens are coming. Don't even worry about Matthews or Nylander or Marner. It's over. The window's closed after two preseason games. I mean, go at it. Have fun. Yeah, I get it. It's exciting because – you know, like we said just a few moments ago, there hasn't been years of excitement to this level where the money's being spent, the players are being brought in, guys are on long-term deals. You know, there's a lot of excitement. But what did you see in those two games that really got you fired up? Other than the ones I messaged you about Timmy Stu because <laughs> those were nice goals. Hey, like I said, maybe I, yeah, I'm a nice guy, I like to think, and and – Beating Toronto, it's beating Toronto. I think it's fun. It's fun to poke fun, and it's fun to to just see the the, the vibes and the buzz around the city when you beat Toronto. Um, but you can't look into preseason. I mean, preseason's preseason. We, I mean, the one game that we played in Ottawa, there were some people on Twitter. Sorry, the game that Toronto played in Ottawa, the first game. Yeah, people were losing their mind because we played our full first line. <laughs> But I mean, in the preseason, the home team usually plays their, the better, their players. better players. And then the road, when you're on the road, you usually bring your, you know, second line and whatnot. Then the next night, the same thing happens in Toronto. In Toronto, oh, they're playing their first line and we brought our, per se, B team. Like, I don't really, there's no A, B, yeah. C, really. It's just a mixture of players. I mean, we brought our, not our first line to Toronto and we still win. But it doesn't mean anything. Like, it, it's just... <laughs> It's fun to say that we beat Toronto, but you can't look into it. You got different goalies playing. You guys, I mean, you guys, I guess, I don't know if Joseph Wall is going to be number one or not. I I, I don't even know. Samsonov. Samsonov Sams- would be one. Wall will be two. Yeah. But, you know, he played He played well, and it all depends on, on what actual lineups. Everybody has a good top line, but it's how do you follow up with your second, third, and fourth line, and then your depth players, your depth scoring. You know, Toronto – you can rely on the Matthews and Nylander, the, the Tavares and the Marners to score, but you yep. also need a second, you need a third, you need a fourth line. I mean, we got a, we got some goals out of our fourth line last year. We got uh, some goals out of really all the lines. And I think that's, that's the best thing is if you have the depth scoring, that's the kind of the key to success. But like I said, I had fun, you know, texting you about the Leafs, but I mean, it all, it, it's all gravy. It doesn't matter. It's, we'll see when it really, when the season really starts. That's when it's going to count. 
And when, if we beat the first time we beat Toronto, of course, then you better expect a text from me and I will expect a text from you as well. Oh yeah, <laughs> that's, no, the, that's the fun thing about sports, but I, as long as you're respectful with fan bases, it's, it's, you know, you see some of the things on Twitter where people are going, going at each other and then making like harassing, borderline harassing each other. Know, that's inappropriate. Just it's, it's yeah, watch your team and you can, you're allowed to cheer, but. Fun. That's all. Just keep it nice. Have fun. Poke at each other, but don't, exactly, don't yeah. beat each other with a stick for no reason. <laughs> you know, what I'll, you, but two, you and two, about... two and two and two nights, I'll still make fun of you a little bit. It was fun. <laughs> hey, listen, it's no problem on this end. You know that. Uh, I quietly cheer for the sense to make the playoffs the past few years. I've said it. I thought they were going to. So I'll say it again for this season. I will ask you, though, you're talking about the Maple Leafs and, you know, the big guys getting it done. It does seem there was more of an emphasis this offseason put on the fact of balancing out this roster throughout, though. Bringing in guys like Domi and Bertuzzi. We have Nyes. We have Robertson, Caliar, and Croak. Go down the roster now. There is the ability to have depth scoring, and they are trying to do the Matthews, Nylander, Tavares down the middle and then flank them with decent wingers, which we have. So that could definitely help this squad. But I want to ask you, just from the outside perspective, the players they did bring in were a lot more guys with snarl and piss and vinegar than they usually bring in. You know, you look at the Bertuzzi's, the Domi's, the Reed, yeah, the Reed you know, yeah. and even McCabe, who was a deadline acquisition last year, but it'll be a full season of him. And he's not a timid defenseman by any means. I'm wondering for you, does this give a new look to this team and finally maybe give some of the guys who needed the flies to be kept off them last year? feel a little bit better because I believe and I've said it many many times and I'll say it many times more throughout the season I think Austin Matthews asked Brad for living to find him some guys to keep those flies off and to keep you know just some of the rats that get after Matthew look at Dylan Cousins last year just guys that were really going after him and you know just stick working him and stuff you know he probably wanted someone there to pick up for him bunting tried but bunting was just bunting and it really wasn't effective when he did try to get in those tussles, but now they have guys that really can stare down the opposing guys who do those things. And one guy in Ryan Reeves that really can make some guys be shrinking violets when it comes to that <laughs> mysticum stuff. I think, I think anyone would want Ryan Reeves on the team, but uh, honestly, before, before I say anything, just as a hockey fan in general, how cool is it to see uh, another Domi and a McCabe and, and, and these names that, you know, I certainly kind of grew up seeing the battle of ontario it's it's i'm a little disappointed that domi didn't pick number 28 i uh lafferty has it yeah well i don't know i feel like lafferty probably would have given it up (laughs) should have given it up (laughs) should have given it up for sure i mean domi in toronto not wearing 28 seems really weird but anyway sidebar aside i think the the leafs have, have certainly toughened up and a lot of people i think said that the leafs were you know, pushovers or, or not tough or they couldn't make it far in the playoffs because playoffs is physical. Like they addressed that with, with, with Batuzzi and Reeves and Domi. And Domi's, you know, I'm not going to say he's like his father. His father was obviously a gritty player, uh, you know, tough guy. But Domi's got some, got a lot of skill to him as well. And he also has that tough side. Um, Reeves he's is just... Side. Yeah. And, and Reeves... Reeves is Reeves. I think having him in the dressing room on the ice, firing the guys up all the time, I think he's going to make a big impact on the team. 
and he'll be the first guy to jump in if ever if the Leafs need somebody to stick up. Um, Tyler Bertuzzi also he's got some skill, some size, some some grit. Uh, I think they're they're some definitely grease. players. That, what's that? He's got a lot of grease too. Those little a lot of, those little greasy things that he does. He doesn't yeah. get caught, but it pisses yeah. the other team off. Yeah, you know, kind of like a Sean Avery type player. Yeah, well, but, when he uh, took the uh, took who was it? The I think it was the Florida player stick or whatever. Yeah, took it yeah, from him yeah. and tried to break it. I feel like that's the kind of player that I would have been. I, I just you can get a lot, you can get away with a lot more in a three man ref system than you can in a four man. Because um, <laughs> obviously there's guys all around the ice, but I mean when I played hockey growing up, there wasn't a four man system, and I was kind of that little pest that did everything. But. Uh, my dad always said to be on the game sheet, and I always found a way to get on the game sheet. Most of the time, it was a penalty, but uh, anyways. <laughs> and then the the ledger, that's all that matters. Exactly, yeah. He never specified how I had to get on the game sheet. Nope. Um, but, uh, no, I think the Leafs have certainly improved their toughness. I, I, I don't know about depth scoring, if they have enough of that. If they have a third and a fourth line that can really score, to be fair, to be very honest, I don't. I haven't really looked at the Leafs roster all that much. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think definitely size-wise they've improved. But I'll see how it transfers onto the ice. Yeah, I, I really like the way the Leafs have put things together. And, I mean, we talk a lot about the Senators trying to find the puzzle pieces, and that's what the Leafs have been trying to do now. You know, they know how to make the dance, but now you need to, you know, keep dancing well into the song. And last year they got a taste of it and were out pretty quick. And it was because of the physicality that they were out. They were outmatched every single step of the way. So if some of these guys can come through and make some noise, it'll definitely help this Toronto team. And I like the fact that they went out and got a Klingberg as well. Just a guy who can move the puck and really help the Leafs transition out of their own zone, which was something they had trouble with last year, especially when Morgan Riley was struggling. So now you have that was a great That was a great pickup. I was uh... – Pretty jealous when Toronto got Klingberg. I thought uh, he would have been a great addition to the Sen. But uh, no, well, then you look that. at the uh, the oh. fallback plan for him too. Connor Timmins looking great in the preseason. If I told you there was a Connor leading the uh, the preseason in scoring, you would say McDavid, but it's actually Connor Timmins. I was thinking the first guy I thought of was Connor Brown. Honestly, <laughs> what a steal for the freaking Edmonton Oilers, man! I wanted him back to the Leafs. You know, I I I hope that that Connor Brown and Connor McDavid can just reproduce what they did in junior hockey together. How just as a, as a hockey fan in general, you know, Connor Brown has been that serviceable player in the league, but having him on a line with Connor McDavid can reignite their, their juices from, from junior hockey. That would be unreal as a fan to watch. Oh, it'd be absolutely amazing. And it'd be good for Connor Brown, right? He's had a bad year last year with injuries and things like that. Imagine a rebound. You know, you wake up to your next season, your line mate's Connor McDavid, and you're putting up, you know, just per se 75 to 80 points yeah. just because you're on his wing and know his tendencies and how to play with them. That's a team yeah. that's going to be fun to watch. But And anybody would want Connor Brown on their team. He's just, you know, an amazing guy, an amazing player. Um, but, yeah, I can't wait to watch those two play. I'm looking at his rookie card right here on the wall. It's right nice. there, Connor Brown's young gun. So, no, I'm a big fan of his, and I loved him when he was in Toronto. It's sad to see him have to go because he's definitely that – we talk about bottom six scoring and a guy who can also move up in your lineup if you need him to as well. He's just that utility player the Leafs have been chasing. They used Kerfoot last year with Jaron Croak. So, you know, 
they are looking for a Connor Brown and you won't replicate what he was able to bring, especially with a little bit more, he wasn't nasty, but he just had a little bit of grit to him, right? He wasn't going to be a pushover. And I love that about him. Well, the last thing I want to talk to you about, obviously we talked about the division. It's a tough division. I want to just get your last thoughts here for you. Sends in. Cause I got the sends in. I, I didn't before, but I seeing what I see now. I, I, I'm going to say, yeah, I, if I have to choose yes or no, I'm going to go with yes. Okay. Sends for me, sends and Leafs are in the third place team for me. I know we, we told about predictions, but I, I think if you look at who's going to be sitting in third there, I'm going to go Detroit and then I'm going to go Buffalo. And then I'm going to say the other two or the other three teams that have been perennial in the mixers. I think they're going to be looking out. They're not going to be in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just, know. it feels like it's going to be a season where things change. I feel like, I, again, I'm contradicting myself because I said I don't like the predictions. But I, I feel it's still like fun I, to do. I, I don't know if both Detroit and Buffalo will make it. I, I, I have a hard time, you know, Buffalo is, sorry, Boston is Boston. And yes, they, they've lost key pieces, but I mean, they're still Boston. I think everyone automatically expects Boston to make the playoffs every year. Um, I, I, it's a, it's such a tough division. I wish, I really wish we would go back to the one one eight. You know the that's that's I love that. And I, I've been saying the same about baseball. Sorry, I'm a huge baseball fan too. And watching baseball now, it's just you have the Minnesota Twins in one division, where the division champions, but are they have a worse record than a team in the AL East that's not going to make the playoffs? I hate that. Or sorry, not AL East. It's it's it would be the AL AL West. I think Seattle Seattle could possibly not make the playoffs, but they have a better record than the Twins. To me, that's crazy. How? Yeah, I how think best record should win out. I don't. I don't even know. I, I'd be curious to see what a one v sixteen would be, but I think the travel and whatnot is that's too crazy. But um, that that is something we talked about before. It would be really fun though, even just for a season, just to see. What it's it kind of like you know what. I, low key, I, I kind of liked the the way that the divisions were made in the COVID season, where you know the North Division we had. I got to see Connor McDavid play like nine times. It was, yeah, it how was cool crazy. was that? The North Division was was unreal, and then you know seeing the rivalry Toronto Montreal play you know eight or nine times together. The it was it was Toronto, a lot of fun. Uh, I'd be curious if it'd be cool to see if we would go back to a Canadian division for, for just a regular season and a normal, in a normal season. I wonder if that would generate buzz. I think having Connor McDavid in your building eight or five times or possibly five times a year would, would be unreal. Uh, but I do like the way the schedule is where you get to see every team, you know, every player will come to your building. People are going to be lined up to see Connor Bedard play when they come. People are still lined up to see Crosby. People are still lined up to see McDavid. I think that, it's really good for the game, but just as a fan, I really loved that uh, the North Division a few years ago. Oh man, the Canadian Division, the All Canadian Division was the best. I just liked it. It was, it was more it the fun. North Division, but I guess yeah, it was called the Canadian Division, right? How, how I got much... it mixed up because we we had the we had Belleville play in our arena too, and and the AHL was called the North Division. Okay. So I did so, all the Belleville games that year too. How fun was it though, right? Like I, I watched that whole Canadian Division. But could I tell you very much that happened outside of that? I was so no. hyper focused on every Canadian team <laughs> That's because the they were all playing each other 
that and nothing else i was like oh really that happened did it oh i did, didn't know that no i'm, I'm just focused on these yeah. seven teams right here that's it so like of course the way that it is now is is obviously better for yeah for just the general hockey <laughs> and creating a buzz around the league let me but, ask uh, you this one they want to put another team in atlanta it looks like that's where they're leaning towards. If it were up to John, what would John do? Would you put another team in Atlanta? Would you bring another team back to Canada? Or would you put it in Salt Lake City, somewhere else that's, that's really looking for a, a team as well? I just think that you had the Atlanta Flames. You had the Atlanta Thrasher. No, I think I think you can't. You don't get a third chance for uh, – personally, I don't think – I wouldn't put another team in Atlanta. I mean, I'm going to say what every other, I can't say every other, but what a lot of other Canadians will say is I'd like to team, I'd like to see a team in Quebec. You know, they've shown, they've shown that they can support a junior hockey team. They regularly have, you know, 13,000 people at a, at a junior hockey game. And I don't know if you've had the chance to go to that arena, but it is, it is unbelievable. I, I, I got a tour of the arena a few years ago and it's just, it's beautiful, beautiful arena. Um, the, the fans in Quebec, I think deserve a team. Just look at, you know, they're independently. They're, they're a baseball team. They just won back-to-back championships. Yeah. They sell out their stadium for 4,500 people on a you know, game basis. People are excited. The junior team, they just won the Memorial Cup. Uh, they're I'm pretty sure it was a Memorial Cup or not. Yeah, it was a Memorial Cup. It was a Memorial Cup, yeah. Yeah. Um, they just won the Cup. Quebec's a winning, is a winning city. Um, maybe I'm a little biased because my dad is my family's from Quebec City, so I, I do have a I do have a little heart for Quebec. But I think you know they have an NHL ready arena, they have an ownership that wants a team, they have the fans that are willing to commit. Of course, the the issue is it's always going to be the dollar, you know how the economy works. But I look, all the other teams in, in Canada are able to do it. I think Quebec is similar to an Ottawa in terms of a. I mean, maybe not the same market size, or maybe Quebec when you can compare it to Winnipeg. Yeah. Um, whereas there's a lot of corporations in Quebec that can buy those season tickets, you know, Videotron or Quebecor and Desjardins. And there's a lot of big companies that can support the team on a corporate side. Things that Ottawa may not have as much because as a government city, obviously the biggest employer is a government and they can't buy tickets. But and just on, on another note, there's a lot of corporate, corporate sponsors in Ottawa that are coming back this year. And I think... I think to answer your question, sorry to keep blabbing on, but no, 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 I think, go, go, go. I think Quebec, Quebec deserves a team. The infrastructure is there. They could have a team play tomorrow and, and, and they'd be there. They have, I mean, their, their television network owns, owns the Videotron center. You know, like it's just Videotron is the, is the, the big telecommunications partner. It's a turnkey operation is what it is. They could start tomorrow and, and the, everything's there. Well, we don't know what's going to happen with Arizona. Maybe that's what goes to Atlanta. Maybe you get your expansion in Salt Lake and you get your expansion in Quebec. Maybe that's what happened. I think they'd have to do two in the East right now, right? Well, yeah, I guess you would. Unless you move, you can move like Columbus. Columbus. Or, you, know, you can move a team back to the the other division. But. Which conferences? Well, you know, make it happen. Make it happen. But no, I, I really do think that Quebec deserves a team. I don't think that you should go back to a market that has already had two swings of the bat. I mean, if you're going to move somebody, I guess maybe move the um, the Coyotes there if things don't work out with an arena plan, which it just does not ever seem to work out. 
no matter yeah, what feel, they want. I feel like to they do. could have they could have put the Coyotes in Quebec, played there, see how that goes. So you can kind of test out the waters if 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 Quebec is going to work in terms of a market while you build. If you want to keep the team in, in in Arizona, great. But while you're building a new arena, maybe. I don't know. It obviously doesn't work that way. Just Take advantage of that. the arena that's already built and make yeah. some money off the ticket sales and split it. Like at one point, they're, they're saying again in baseball, they wanted to split the season in, in Tampa Bay and Montreal with the Rays. Like that, that's an absurd idea. But uh, it still would have been fun for us. It would have been oh, amazing. Yeah, I would have been at, I would have been at so many games. It's a lot closer <laughs> than going to Toronto. <laughs> Jesus. No, that would have been a great time. And that, now they got their own stadium being built there, so that's not going to happen. So that idea is now shut. But, yeah, there's a lot of things that should be coming back this way, and we'll figure it out. But I want to say this. Midway through the season, I want to get you back on. Obviously, we'll be chirping each other throughout. But uh, I want to appreciate <laughs> I want to say, man, I appreciate you. You're always willing to come on, always willing to talk and have some fun. Uh, you're very open and honest, man. I appreciate it very much. My pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. All right, well, ladies and gentlemen, you know what this show is right here. It's Offside Hockey Talk, where the Maple Leafs and sometimes the Senators come to talk.